0: Another day, another FPL pod. Jack, how are you today?
1: Josh, today I'm really good. Really good. Really glad that we got our first 2022-23 one out the way and done and in the oven. Uh, the XGXA. Check that out if you haven't seen it. But I'm even more excited for this one, I think, Josh. What are we covering? Well, we're going to cover, in our
0: opinion, the t- 10 ways to improve FPL. And I know what you're excited about, Jack, because this is like, this is your prime FPL chat, isn't it? I do love it. What FPL towers, should they be changing or adding to this game to make it more fun, better? Um, you know, we should probably say that maybe they have discussed these points and throw them in the, the, you know, the bin, but when, well, we're not going to talk about that. We want to cover them and say how it could improve this game we love oh
1: yeah little I mean a little anecdote for me I once a few years ago I actually had a job interview with uh with FPL FPL Towers here in uh, Bristol uh it was a software developer role didn't get it I was rubbish but mate part of the reason I didn't get it because I did spend most of the interview talking about this stuff instead of software stuff about ideas to change (laughs) crazy new things that they should be doing and to be fair they were receptive and they were um I mean, they were, yeah. they were polite. Did they use any of the ideas? That's um, yeah, yeah, triple captainship, all me. <laughs> no, uh, no, they didn't. They weren't, yeah, they were interested in, 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 they're very open-minded guys. They're not, you know, they have a bit of a reputation of, of not changing things, but, um, but they're very relaxed and open-minded is what they came across. So who knows, Josh, maybe they'll watch this video and, and take us up on some of these ideas. invite Uh, us in
0: to FBR Towers we'd love it
1: get us in it's only in Bristol down the road so exactly we'll pop in for a coffee anytime you want guys (laughs) so we've got five each Josh we're going to do one each we're going to keep swapping and discussing Um, I think we can be brutal with each other if it's a rubbish idea we can shoot each other down big time don't want to be too polite some of the feedback we did get from last year was we are too nice to each other so maybe we need to take the gloves off a little bit let's do it yeah Um, Great idea, Josh. Great idea. (laughs) Um, So let's go with your first kick it off. What's your first idea for improving FPL?
0: I want BPS to be less weighted towards goals and assists particularly. And that is because I'm tired, Jack. I am tired of forwards doing nothing all game, banging in one, at the end and if it's like one or for example says so no clean sheet points they're just picking up you know 3 bps when actually i don't think you know they're necessarily the man of the match as i i attribute the 3 bonus points to being you know man of the match most influential player in that game and i'm tired of them getting all the points so that's that's my pitch what do you think
1: so with bonus points Because they aren't just, they are meant to, like you say, they're meant to be for all the other stuff that doesn't get points awarded for, aren't they? So like for strikers, it's like if they get shots on target, stuff like that. And if they're offside, they lose points or they miss, they lose the bonus point and things like that. So yeah, so, so you're saying, are you saying anything that gets you actual FPL points shouldn't be considered in the bonus point calc? Or just Whoa, wait, let,
0: let me compute what you're just saying. I,
1: so, I guess someone gets you So, say a save or a clean sheet or a got assist or a goal gets, they get you actual FPL points, don't they? Yeah. So, three points of whatever. So, you're saying anything that gets you your players' FPL points shouldn't be considered in the bonus? It should be the other you know, subtler stuff. Maybe not, maybe not that far,
0: but just not as heavily weighted so I I looked into the BPS obviously because I couldn't just say that and then be like well this is what I think but so 24 points in the BPS goes towards forward scoring goals yeah massive as you'd expect so a key pass and for example you know that's quite a big thing in the game you know there aren't it's not like there are players having 15 key passes in a game. Typically, if someone's got, you know, three, four, five key passes in a game, that's that's huge. That's quite, you'd say they're, you know, they're dangerous in that game. One point for a key pass.
1: I mean, that's not a lot, is it?
0: No. So 24 for scoring a goal. And that could be a penalty or a tap-in or a deflection or something. Key pass no point. So and that's just like one example like, So I am what I'm saying is maybe bring the 24 down sure. and up the key passes a little bit. the waiting. Right?
1: Yeah, address the waiting. I'm in favor. I'm in favor of that. because I agree with you it's annoying when some striker bags a last minute winner. I mean the the counter argument is that that last minute winner is a very important event in the game more than just a pass or a tackle. And they so get so points accordingly. <laughs> eh? <laughs> they get points accordingly no, I, I know what you mean that's the thing they do get points accordingly anyway so that's the weird thing about it um,
0: I guess this this kind of goes outside of FPL for a little bit of me as well because you know Ballon all winners are never kind of yeah. your non sexy kind of goal scoring players they're very rarely uh, Midfielders or defenders have to do huge
1: things to be they on. They should that judge. You're right, Josh. They should judge the Ballon d'Or based on FPL bonus points.
0: Exactly, but they need to fix the BBS before they. Exactly.
1: Uh, sure. <laughs> but yeah. Ginger.
0: So I'm, I'm just yeah, saying, I'm like, I'm Akante, for example, not maybe not let's last, but you know, where you know when he was bossing at every game. How many man? How many like three bonus point games did he have? Um,
1: yeah, I know not what you mean not,
0: because it's just. The stuff that he does does not translate to BPS.
1: Like I'm with you. I'm with you. The only thing on bonus points is I find myself, I have to check myself in the rage <laughs> of bonus point reallocation because it is pretty like when you're sweating over one bonus point for or who's got the one bonus, who's got the two bonus. And that is what I sweat on during a game sometimes. It's like, oh, is he with the three? Is he got the one? And I'm like, it's one point. Like, Whereas if one of the players gets a yellow card, I'm like, eh, it's one point gone. But if that was a bonus point gone, I'd be raging. So it's like, they're not that big, are they? Until, unless, I mean, some players, when they get three every the three every week, that is significant, I suppose. But when you're sweating over if they make it into the one bonus point or not, it's sort of, why am I worried a bit, you know? And it is a lot, but it used to be the man in the stand rule, didn't it? Before they brought in bonus the bonus point system, it used to literally be someone in the FPL towers going, eh, I like Charlie Adam. <laughs> Three, Three points. Three points. Uh, so it's better than that, but I agree, broadly I agree, let's get some tweaking in to rebalance. Good. Good. Yeah.
0: Like it, good. That's a good start. Over to you, yeah. Jack.
1: Over oh, to me. So nice segue, actually, you mentioned Kante. So my change, my first change would be, we've got a new category, Josh, defensive mids, Ooh. Okay, defensive mids. Because as you say, I think the core the core goal of FPL, what it's trying to do, is to reward you, the, the manager, for picking the best players in football. And the 11 you pick should be the best 11 you can pick. And it should reward players like Kante uh, and for the Fabinhos and all the defensive mids that put in the legwork Get man of the match eye test performances, but get two, three fancy points every week. So it's harder than it's harder than you could, it's easy for me to say defensive mid's new category, because there's a lot of impact there on what the game would look like. Um but I think we should, and this is radical, right? <laughs> but there should now be, so at the moment you pick, you pick five. Defenders, five midfielders, and three attackers. Is that is right? Yeah. Three attackers. So I think there needs to be a sweeping recalculation. Of, this is big. Of, of the players. And so you pick, uh, fine with the five defenders. You pick five defenders, and you pick three midfielders and five attackers. Yeah. So you but you essentially, you switch the attacking slots and the midfield slots. But suddenly, fucking everyone's an attacker now. All right. So it's the Salas are attackers, the Mane's, the Sons, they're all attackers. And the midfielders are much more strictly judged. But you have to pick three of them. You have to pick three of them. Um, and you have to play two of them in your starting 11. So then Ooh. they there's the Henderson's, your Cantes, Henderson, those deep line bids. And um, I mean, that's it's maybe that isn't great, but there needs to be something done to recategorize because the game has changed from 442, isn't it? And that's what FPL is is currently at. Um, my only other tangential thought on this was, and I might come into it in one of my later points, but make them, ch- if they're not getting the points, make them cost 2.5 million, make Kante 2.5 million or Henderson, three million because then I think you're lowering the price of players until they're attractive is the is the point of that mm. um, is another way to counterweight the defensive mid mid issue but yeah tricky what do you think radical
0: radical I I'm with you with the problem you're throwing out a lot of different solutions so it's yeah. like not yet. I, well, but I've not well, one of my points kind of covers this a little bit as well. So I won't go into too much, but I think you're right. The we need to something needs to change to make those non currently non-sexy players more on a par with everyone else. Because at the moment everyone just picks like fullback wing backs as defenders, yeah. generally, or you know, like Wide players or attacking mids across the midfield line, and then you know the, the forwards are you know, the forwards. So you've yeah. got to bring those other players in, so they play some part in the game, make it more fun, give it more, give people more options, bring more picks, like more diversify the the players that are being picked and ownership and everything. So I agree with that. The problem, the solution is like. There's so many oh, different ways to do it isn't
1: it it is tricky yeah and it, i should add that if you did recategorize a defensive mid would get 3 points for a clean sheet say and yeah. more points for a goal you know you know yeah. 7 points for it. if kante scores you get more points than if Sun scores you know um i mean maybe another way would be you keep it at the 553 five, categorization but within those categorizations, I mean, this gets granular now. <laughs> within them, the players themselves have different point allocation. So, a Kante, he's still one of the five midfielders you pick, but if he scores, he gets seven points. But if Son scores, he gets four points. They're still a midfielder, though. You know what I mean? Something like that. Or, like, and you could do it for defenders, a centre back, if they score, they get, you know, more points. If they assist, they get more points than if Trent assists. I don't know. It's, it's tough, and you don't want to overcomplicate the game, do you? To, no. to deter. I mean, part of the beauty of the game is its simplicity. Um, and I would also add as a counterpoint that it's quite funny and fun when a newcomer joins the game, and they pick a balanced eleven, don't they? They pick. Well, I have Kante in there. Two wingers, <laughs> Henderson box to box he's a good centre-back I'll pick him two strong pick,
0: pick a left winger pick a right yeah,
1: winger <laughs> yeah, yeah. strong bench you know it's quite funny so it's part of the learning process of it, is getting to that bit you said of picking the wingers picking the the attacking mids and all that mm. so, yeah yeah interesting one I just want you yeah, we just want defensive mids to get a thing so yeah maybe I need that needs to spend some time in the oven still maybe um, before we before we write the letter to FPL Towers yeah good uh back to you josh what's your second one
0: back to me nice and simple one have one premier league club where you're allowed four players
1: Oof. and do you pick this at the start of the season
0: the, the two ways i thought it? about this you either pick at the start of the season i.e the most likely the club you support or maybe not um uh the, the team that you think is going to be most effective so like this year probably would have been liverpool wouldn't it because they've with the starters that they've got and everything. Um, or later on in the year, it could have been someone like Spurs, for example. But the other point is you could have it where you just have... it. The team can change, but at any point, you're only allowed the four. Yeah. So, like, it yeah. the, it just allowed The system allows you to have one, one club. It could be any club. At any point, you're allowed four players. So, you know, at one point in the year, you could have had Salah, Mane, Diaz... And Jota, if you wanted to, for example. Yeah. Um
1: what's and it? The just benefit, opens up. What's the benefit of this?
0: It's more fun, isn't it? I thought.
1: Is it more fun? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see. I guess I don't see I mean, fine, I suppose you're right. At times it will let you have four Liverpool. I mean, I'd have gone extra I'd have gone a bit wilder with this and say maybe there's a new chip that, that lets you have unlimited players from a given team or something
0: for one week
1: for one week maybe you know so pick this city squad when they play Norwich that kind of thing
0: that's actually quite um, a good one actually I like that way you just literally take the team take, the team.
1: The, <laughs> take <laughs> the team it'd be quite cool as well if you could start like and line up like right, pick the team you pick the team and then it literally populates your team with their starting 11
0: yeah that's yeah so you don't even have to
1: pick the players you're like you right whatever the, the 11 the club, is yeah. that's my team this week that would be quite cool
0: I pick City that this yeah, yeah. The club chip that like city for this week against whoever they're playing and then you just get their starting line up. Class.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, that is very different to what you've you've said though. To
0: be very different, but I actually prefer it, I think. <laughs> okay,
1: okay, we'll update that one. We'll update that one to that. Good. This is why conversation gets sister fun places. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, fair, fair. Uh any Maybe more you
0: want to say on that one? Um, nah. That was just a fun one. That was a fun one. I thought I'd try. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> fun. Uh, my second next one is, and I would like this one, yeah. is to roll transfers in perpetuity. So as we know at the moment, you roll a transfer, you get two. You don't transfer again, you are still got two. Why is that? Where's my number three that I've rolled? And I like this because it would, A, it would give more, it would encourage more discipline. So, say, we all love maker transfers, but if you can just hold out to get those three or four in, you could build yourself a little mini wild card if you're just, if you're sensible. And, but the best part of it, I think, is it'll bring dead players back. So, if you're like, mate, you haven't changed your team for eight weeks, you know, you're not playing anymore. Um, And they go, oh, yeah, and they log in and they've got two transfers to make. If they could log in and they've got eight to make, that would get them re-engaged. They could build another team again and suddenly they're engaged again. So I don't know what the logic is on the two rollers, but it would be cool, I think, if you could just keep rolling them. Mm. Yeah, that's it. I'm not so sure about this one, Jack. Why not? (laughs) Let's go back to being agreeable. No,
0: no. Uh, (laughs) Why Why do you like the two? the with the de- not, not necessarily that i like the two but i think the dead players coming back thing if they haven't played for ages anyway they're gonna have a wild card probably True. to just revamp their team and i think in terms of you're assuming anyone's gonna go three weeks without making a transfer like i just i just like, I, w- I don't think long. myself i would never go there's weeks where i'm like i just need to not make a transfer this week and then 30 minutes for the deadline, I'm making some mm. random move, which just because I can't sit on my hands. So I feel like it's one of those things that will get implemented and then like no one will ever use it. But I think maybe I think like, maybe yeah. the conspiracy thing is they want like engagement. You know, they want you making transfers every week for the active players. They yeah. don't want you thinking, oh, you can you cannot do anything in three weeks and then it's just kind of out of your head a little bit. But um
1: Yeah, yeah. I definitely take your point on. No one would even get to the third week. <laughs> Definitely get your point on that one. Yeah.
0: yeah, just the look opposite. at the number of hits we had in our mini league. You did all the stats. So like, you can't. People can't wait one week
1: for a move. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, Yeah, good counterpoints. Good count of points. I'd still like to roll more, but you know, I oh, like the option too. The option too. But I do take your points. I do take your Good. points. I
0: disagreed on one thing.
1: Watch, Yeah, that was great. That was great. <laughs> great listening. Um, what's your next one?
0: Next one for me. And this kind of goes back to your just reshuffle. So I said shift the position structure and position allocation. So a bit waffly, but basically what you, you said it in your description, but right wingers and right forwards, left wingers, left forwards, like the Salah Manes of the world and Mahrez is. Sterling's. Um, they've got to be forwards. I'm sorry. Like, uh, taking Salah as an example, very small sample size, but heat maps, he is the most, he's the furthest forwards in the Liverpool team. How the hell is he a midfielder? Well, yeah, so, um, and I think that, yeah, they need to catch up with, you know, the new tactics of teams. That, that's how it is, isn't it? That they, those kind of pronged attackers that wink from mm. wide positions. They're often they're like it's like that for a lot of teams not having that target man and often that target man may start a little bit deeper. It's the same for Spurs, you know. Kane's become a half a playmaker as well as a a striker, so um, that's why I picked it. But it kind of goes back to your other point as well. So I I proposed, no two keepers, five defenders, like you said, that doesn't need to be changed, but four mids and four forwards. But I think actually, if you're going to be drastic, like you said, and just say. Or even, like, right mids and left mids, even if they play, like, conventionally a four four two or even something like that. If you chuck them in the forwards as well, then, yeah, I agree, maybe go three mids and just be, like, out-and-out out central midfielders <laughs> and then mm. go all-out forwards and everyone else is just right. locked in.
1: Yeah, that's where it gets weird, isn't it? Because, like, a left winger, I mean, they're basically, like... They basically don't exist now. Don't where you play a left winger, or a right winger and two strikers. It just doesn't happen anymore. Um,
0: but there's yeah. one point to say maybe, maybe positions could be changed throughout the year. So maybe they're not fixed. So if oh. the start of the year, oh. if if Salah is a right forward, but then suddenly Klopp goes, you know what, I'm switching to a four four two, and he mm. turns out he's tracking back and whatever. And maybe FPL Towers say, you know, we're changing it. But that would get controversial. So what There'd be he a he lot of angry letters.
1: There. Yeah, that, I mean, that's wild. I yeah. don't think that would work because <laughs> if you kept him in your team, presumably you'd keep him in the position you kept him. And if you transferred him out and in. But then does your salary get the points yeah. of a forward and someone who brought him yeah. in get the points of a mid? I don't Good know. point.
0: I didn't really think that through. Uh, but.
1: Yeah, but I know there does need... We clearly both agree that something needs to shake up here. Because it is every season, it seems to get further and further from the truth, doesn't it? And we did have that wacky year when Abamyang was a midfielder. That was mad. What were they thought, thinking? They, well, they clearly thought, "Oh, we don't want to move Salah forward, but Abamyang plays the same position, so we bring Abamyang back." But it was just nonsense. And then eight at same forward. It's just they don't know what they're doing, do they? They don't. Know what I do doing. like. I do like the whole. So you say five defenders, four mids, four forwards, but then when you pick your team, can you then pick, can you still only pick three forwards? Or three no,
0: th- I, th- I think it's, it's that you, at the moment you could pick all of your three forwards, couldn't you, in your team if yeah. you wanted to, if the position out. But I think if you're switching like the really wide attackers into that forward category, you have to be able to pick the four then because, yeah because um, you're not just picking out right strikers as such.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, here's one for you, Josh. My, uh... oh no, sorry. That's my next one.
0: To...
1: <laughs> I've got, I've got another solution to this issue that I'm going to, prepare, okay. uh, but my, my third one is to do with price changes mm-hmm. and it's a price change tweak. So if no one's buying or holding a player, then make them drop. So, what I mean by that is at the moment, price drops only happen if uh, the players are sold yeah. by, by players. So, if loads of people are shipping out Coutinho, he'll, he, he will likely drop. But what, and to the point of a price drop is to, I guess, it's to keep players engaged still because they don't want their value going down. But it's also, I think the main reason for me is when a player's price drops, it should drop until it becomes a viable buy again. Mm. So Coutinho at 10 million, probably not a viable buy. But if he drops so much that he gets down to seven or six, people might be thinking, oh, actually, he probably is worth a punt at that price. Just like anything, like a stock or whatever, a house, whatever, like any asset. But what the current system means is, and I remember it vividly when it happened with, when Manu bought Sancho and he was, te- Sanchez, sorry. So Manu bought Sanchez, Alexis Sanchez. I think he was priced at 10.5 for that season. And nobody even bought him because it was evident from the last season he was crap. And his price didn't drop because, because no, one bought, him. no one had bought him in the first place, so no one could sell him. But what should happen is, oh, if no one's buying a player that isn't being held by everyone, that price should gently drop, gradually drop until people start to buy him. Um, Because what should have happened with Sanchez is he should have dropped, 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 dropped until people are like, oh, he is playing for Man U. Oh, he's only six million. He could come good. Yeah, I'll buy him. Or I'll buy him as an enabler to get this other guy. So this way, players don't get, Completely just frozen at their price and never bought. Um, so yeah, that's what that's the tweak I'd make to price price changes. And I think I also put make it a bit more transparent. But I kind of kind of like that it's a bit in a bit hazy, so people can't like play the market completely. Um, yeah, what do you think of that?
0: I like it. I like it from the perspective as well that um, again I don't like when everyone. Picks the same pool of players, so this would like kind of diversify again, wouldn't it? As mm. as players drop more, and and it it makes you look at more players eventually, rather than just the that same is. old dudes, which is quite interesting. That I guess the the things to nail on would be how quickly do they drop, and is there a limit to their drop? Order yeah. like four million yeah. defenders
1: eventually becomes zero.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. or, you I know, don't know what
1: the maths would be. Like, yeah,
0: they could. So I mean,
1: by Salah, he stops dropping. Uh, Sanchez, he stops dropping. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the, yeah, maybe. That's, I mean, there is a limit now, isn't there? I got, the limit now is all right. The point three a week, point three per game week is quite a good limit, I think, because it stops someone completely going mental. Um. But, but I don't see why there should be a, a like a bottom limit to price yeah. if no one's buying the player. Um, yeah. you know, I like the end outcome, which
0: is you know, more viable players,
1: yeah.
0: Because it happens, isn't it?
1: When, when a striker drops to 3.9, everyone's like, There he is, there's a <laughs> 3.9 guy, let's go. <laughs> everyone's more dropping more and rising more, then um. Then yeah, maybe it's, it's better. it
0: favors the active players, and again, it gets rid of that kind of keeping it simple thing. But you yeah. know, there's more and more players now of F B I, isn't it? So maybe let let add that like complexity, and people yeah, maybe add a bit of
1: complexity to it now. Yeah, exactly. Now there are more, way more active players, as you say, and it's a very simple game. So I think a bit more complexity won't hurt. But yeah, that was my number three. What's your number four?
0: Number four, yeah, this this was a shot Oof. in the dark, I think, because it would mean that you'd have to play two. <laughs> you'd have to set up two teams, essentially. But a chip-free version running in parallel.
1: Sure. So would that be a chip-free version of the, your same team, just without the points from chips? Or I think
0: it has to be completely separate, doesn't it? I, I can't see... Yeah, I think it has to be completely separate because if you're if it's the same team and they're linked, you will make decisions based on chip strategy for the one, which yeah. don't necessarily transfer over to a non-chip game if you're not. Know and I mean. if
1: wild cards count as a chip, then you wouldn't be able to keep them the same in
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's a bigger point, and yeah, would kill that off. So, just the two, I think it's I liken it to just you know, just a simple. Just get rid of everything and just bring it down to bring in your players and make simple moves.
1: Yeah. Would you, would that appeal to you?
0: It's like hardcore mode in Halo. You get rid of the shields, you get rid of the. <laughs> okay, yeah, the... Uh, would that appeal to me? Uh, yeah. What? Managing one team is hard enough in it sometimes, but I think it's just a bit of fun. And I think it would have to be seen as a bit of fun because this is the main game now, isn't it? The one with the chips and everything. And I think as we were proposing, we just want to get it more complex. But just for a bit of fun on the side, I think is a chip-free version, just to see what it would be like to go take a step back in time and be like, remember this?
1: Hmm. I wonder what the uptake would be. I remember they brought in one year a a pro league that you paid to enter. Do you remember that? Mm There was like a pro version of it. And they sacked it off a couple of years later because I don't think many people took it up. But I find that, like, I was in a draft league this year that was taken quite seriously. But I just found managing two teams, like, this is a headache. And even doing the XG and XA teams last year, there were weeks I just forgot to do it. So it was like, oh. Like, it is surprisingly a headache managing two teams. Even though you're right, it should be simple. Like, you make one transfer a week done. But it's so we invest so much of our brain into our one team, don't we? Almost without realising it, I think. That managing two, you're like, Jesus. So if I, like, I don't think I would play it if there was like, oh, here's another version that has this or no chips or unlimited budget or whatever. I just think I'd be like,
0: you wouldn't be invested in it would you and i get what you're saying it's it's not the time it takes to make that one transfer no. it's the time it takes to make the 100 transfers you didn't make
1: <laughs> like, very well it's like very well put very well put um but saying that you are right there is uh, every year i see people moaning about the chips <laughs> saying how there's too much like oh name, name. name names. names name yeah. names yeah uh <laughs> And they say, you know, it's annoying that someone can just triple captain someone one week, get 80 points, and that's essentially luck. Part of the game, There's isn't There's more it? variance there. So, yeah, there, I think there is, a, there is a, a vocal minority out there that dislike the chips. I really like them, personally. I think they, they, they add a tactical slant to the game where an active manager can have an edge over the non-active managers, which is what you want.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I would still focus on this version, the chip version of the game, more so than the other one. Just thought a bit of fun, but um, I yeah, you know. I think I think not. What you mean it's probably it is for a very small number of players, and it probably would still definitely be secondary to this main game. So not a big one.
1: Yeah, fair, fair. I think we'd have an audience. I think we'd have an audience. <laughs> um. So here's my right four, no, fourth point, Josh. Oh. Here's my solution for the midfield. It's more a solution for the fact that Salah is clearly a striker, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and it is. Strikers get five points for a goal. Midfielders get four points for a goal, and four for an assist. The midfielders as well. So it's a very slight change. You're switching the point totals for strikers and. Midfielders for goals. At the moment, midfielders get five points for a goal, strikers get four. And as a result, Salah's a way better pick than Kane because he's getting the five for a goal and an assist point and a clean sheet point. Kane's getting four for a goal and they're both getting the same three points for assists. But I think if you made strikers get five for a goal and midfielders four, that would make strikers more attractive. And in the spirit of the game, you're rewarding the position for what they're meant to do. Like you give defenders a clean sheet, four points. You don't give strikers eight points for a clean sheet. So similarly, why not reward the strikers for what they're meant to be best at doing? And midfielders upping their assist points would encourage you to look for more creative midfielders, not just the strikers in disguise, you know? for their five point and dropping their goal points down and I think just that subtle change would change the the way you look at picking your team quite a lot Um, because I remember there was a point last year where we just didn't want any strikers at all did we? Um, So I think that might be a good if I had to pick one of my changes I think I'd pick this to pitch to them because yeah I think that would that little tweet would make the difference um yeah what
0: do you think it's it's a different solution to the same problem
1: isn't it which yeah is, so you keep keep the positions as they are
0: yeah it's the it's the probably the cleanest solution because yeah. we're talking about like changing the, the positions the, yeah, the whole template of the the positions yeah. and and then that would affect like, who who you're allowed to play and etc 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 and then points allocated so it's probably the cleanest i mean again though it does so you're keep you're keeping the categorization as they are now, even though, really, that's not really, because they still call them forwards, don't they? So it's and like Salah is a forward, which kind of
1: well grinds my, yeah, grinds my gears. Grinds my Maybe gears. change it to striker, and I don't know, but if, whatever the wording is, like say say if that was say if my proposed points thing was what it was. So you midfielders have an extra point for. Assist and one less point for a goal. Strikers have one more point for a goal. Would that change your captaincy and team selection? I think it might do a bit some weeks for sure. Yeah, yeah. And you would favor it, would be less the set and forget Salah captain pick. I think, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what,
0: if you throw in a BPS change revamp as well,
1: yeah, okay, you you got to
0: buy it, you got to buy it.
1: Oh, good. You're a tough
0: negotiator, but But Um, you know what I mean. Because I think if um, if you do that, and you still got the current BPS system, you're still really rewarding the same group of players massively. All you're doing is slightly shifting the focus from like one of the you're still looking at the same players, though, right? Generally speaking, like it's all you're doing is you're shifting the focus or preference from one slightly towards the other. So, like, we're talking about would you captain Salah over Kane or blah, 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 blah. But this season, and maybe this was, it's hard to say looking back because we can't remember every game week, but there were not that many viable striker options full stop. No. I, don't know, I don't know if they would, if this change is big enough to have dragged some of the striker options to be like, actually, I'll pick him over Jota or yeah, Diaz yeah, right, or yeah. Kulu, for example um but then i think if you add if you add maybe some of the other little fixes or changes that we've proposed as well like maybe slight the like the recategorization and stuff like that i think you you need you need more than one and I, i guess what i'm saying is it's to make an impact it needs to be quite a big change doesn't it like really yeah but i think that's getting you halfway there i just think it's um you're basically just shifting one towards the other. So basically what you're saying is Kane becomes the number one guy now.
1: I suppose so, yeah. Rather yeah, than Salah or Son. Um, so Kane and Ronaldo. I mean, maybe you give, maybe you give strikers two points for an assist. You know, maybe you make yeah. it even more of a... Equalised,
0: or specialised. Like, so, so, yeah.
1: You're there to score the goals. Midfielders, you're there as more the all-rounder to, to provide assists and goals. So you get slightly less for each. Um, but
0: justice for the Kantes of the world, Jack. Justice for the Kante. Maybe
1: a bit more. Maybe a bit more. I mean, he's still not getting assists. 10, point, 10 points
0: for he's Kante Cup.
1: He's still dead in this model. This one's more <laughs> a solution for the strikers in disguise, of the midfielders, and kind of punishing them a bit for it. Yeah. Um, and lessens the importance on them.
0: But yeah. Yeah, I don't mean so. that does solve that problem. So I would say, yeah, that's good. But as a part of the problem we've identified, didn't go far enough.
1: No, it didn't solve the Kante problem, as we call it. 11. Good. What's your fifth one, fifth and final?
0: Fifth one, um, show overall rank excluding inactive managers. So you'd come, you you wouldn't, you're not getting rid of inactive managers because, you know, you've got the guys that might come back after 10 weeks and be like, I've been away, just want to change my team. Uh, Fine, they can do that. They're allowed to take calls. I'm not kicking them out. But, I want to know actually what's my overall rank with the players that are actually focusing on it. So if a manager hasn't even logged in and you're the developer here, surely you can tell me if this is possible for like five, six game weeks, just have another little realized overall rank, which just takes them out of it.
1: I guess the question becomes what counts as inactive, doesn't it? Logins. Yeah, but I mean like for for what time period?
0: Five game weeks.
1: Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I guess some people would ask, some people would that's where the, the question becomes, doesn't it? Like what? Is it ten weeks, is it five weeks, is it three? Is it have they made a transfer? Is it have they you know what I mean? It's kind of that, but yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think, think if, if they're logging in, if they're logging
0: in, they're looking at their team. You know that's that's yeah, the way I see it. In. Even yeah, on I, the app. I like
1: I like a login as being active. Yeah, I like that. Um,
0: um, and then I, the five I game weeks me. is because that's you know that's like what what, what over less one eighth of the season. Ish. Yeah. yeah.
1: I guess so I guess for me, some people probably would be interested. I personally don't. I find it. I know, Jack. That. I find it fascinating that non-active teams beat active teams. You know, I find that as part of the fascinating game. It's like in, it's like stocks and shares. Like someone buying a passive index fund beats half the active managers out there. So it's like it's a fascinating. Um, the mix is fascinating. You know, it's enraging to me that someone can beat me by picking a randomly picking a game he wants to and leaving it. But that's and your you know, what if machine, though, isn't it? In a the yeah, so the what if machine shows that what you know, etc., what, what would have happened if you did nothing. Um, and yeah, I guess serious. I've always found that fascinating. So I don't kind of care that oh, I'm beating this many active managers or this many dead ones, you know. You know, I don't discount the dead teams as inactive because they're still getting points and playing the game. Um I guess. But loads of people like like you say do they're like, Oh, I'm well, there's nine million players well, but actually there's only two million active managers or whatever. So and people want to know that. So yeah, it would be good to just know the amount, the stats, wouldn't it? Of yeah. what are the logins? How and, many and, teams haven't logged in?
0: And and I know the likelihood
1: is is that out of the nine, if seven are
0: inactive, I know that's quite a big balance, but could be. Then, then the seven will be at that end of the of the overall ranking, most likely. Yeah. But it would be
1: interesting to know if like someone snuck in, in like the top thousand or something without having changed their team. I think now and again you see on Reddit like, "Oh, the guy who's five hundredth in the world hasn't made a change since fucking da no Yeah, but you do get them. You definitely do get them. Um, with the amount of numbers of people playing, you will just get anomalies, won't you? Like that. Uh, uh, to be an anomaly anomaly but yeah that is uh yeah i think that people would like to see that even le- maybe not even the ranking just people would like to know um in numbers they- but i think the- it's kind of almost against the interest of fpl town yeah they don't want to don't say remember, isn't it it's like twitter yeah. how many bots there are twitter don't want to tell you how many like fake accounts there are do they? and facebook and stuff no. we're so not allowed to peek FPL behind ones. the curtain yeah, if they were like yeah, eight million or nine million, haven't logged in since December. Like the <laughs> would be like, the sponsors would probably be like, what? So <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, that's
0: not going to happen, is it? I don't
1: think it will happen. I don't think it will for that reason. Um, but yeah, it would be fascinating to see it. it would it? Really would. Uh-huh.
0: On that note, Jack, finish us off your final proposal.
1: Right, here we go then. Another quite radical one. So we all know you get the, another wildcard in January and you have to use one by December. I'm saying let's apply that to all the chips. So every chip, wild free hit, wildcard, triple captain, and bench boost, you get one to use before January and then you get them all again in January. So why is this interesting? Uh, I think one issue is we all just save it for the last... We all save most of the chips for the last few game weeks. So it would force us to play a bit more interestingly and use them in the first half of the season. And casual players often play them in the first week, don't they, or the first couple of weeks, kind of without thinking. And then it comes to those final weeks, like, oh, well, I've, I've used them already. Fuck. Like, well, I guess I'm out then. Forget it. So it would it would kind of help them if they played their triple captain in game week one and then got into the game and then realised, oh shit, I've played it. Then come January, they're like, well, I've got my other one. I'm playing seriously now. I can use it properly. Um, And it would just make it a bit more, the first half of the season, a bit more interesting to see people using their triple captains and bench boosts on a single game week for a change. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I
0: was thinking about it as you were describing it, and I like it. I like it for the. I hadn't really thought from the perspective of you're right, it's heavily weighted towards people saving it for like the doubles and madness, which happens in the latter part, the second part of the season. Yeah. Um. So it would definitely revamp the first part. And I think the first part with normally in a non COVID world, like less of the doubles and blanks in the first part, isn't there? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think it would be a bit of a free for all. People would use it in like more diverse weeks wouldn't they like people would check it game week one or game week five or whatever Uh, yeah you've yeah you've yeah I'm in
1: yeah and it's kind of weird that we have one chip that that applies to and not the others you know we have two wild cards but not two of the others it's kind of is that because of
0: the transfer window though
1: that is the that was the idea yeah for sure for sure
0: Um,
1: but I know what you mean
0: so just apply that to all yeah
1: give us all yeah why not um Good. Well that was that was in that was fun, Josh. I enjoyed I like it. it. We got some good ones there. Let us change know. the game. Change the game. Let <laughs> us know what you think of our crazy ideas. If you've got any other wacky ideas that you want to tell us, comment, tell write a comment in the video, please. Yeah. I want to know. And if
0: you know if you work at FBL Towers, you just feel free to steal one of these ideas. As long as it happens. I don't, don't need or credit. Pay or, or pay us. All pay us.
1: <laughs> pay us ten grand an idea, you know. It's
0: yours. Take it. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Um, I should have started with ten grand. I didn't. Shouldn't have gone in with the uh, zero.
1: Should have gone with free. No, Terrible
0: free. negotiating. Well,
1: take it for free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I'm sure they they must just sit there thinking about this stuff. Like, how yeah. can they not? Um, I'm sure there's many good reasons they haven't done any of these that we ever thought of. But uh, yeah, I'm yeah, sure Let us know probably. in the comments if we've missed an obvious flaw with any of them or uh other proposals them. yeah yeah we'd love to see them so good all right here we go done
0: cheers jack enjoyed that um yeah more of these
1: more creative ideas let's do it let's do it all right thanks for listening Bye bye. bye-bye, bye-bye.